welcome back to my talk today we have a very very special guest um, someone who I met very recently but she has become one of my closest friends and someone I definitely look up to whether it comes to dating advice or advice on life in general she's an artist and she has so much wisdom to share so here comes Tamara and I hope you enjoy our chat hi Harini how are you I'm good thank you so for anyone who doesn't know you would you like to start off with who you are and what you do my name is Tamara Parrott I am a life model um and I work in disability support at the moment um all right so let's jump right into the questions um now being someone that is very vocal about their sexual preferences and very open about their passion and um very passionate about always supporting women rights has that always been like that or has that changed with um certain situations in life early years so I've always been really open and um, about my sexuality. I was a very like hypersexual child as well. Um, probably some Freudian reading into that. But yeah, I think I've become a lot more comfortable in it in the past few years. And I've kind of learned how to talk about it in a way that's not so confronting to a lot of people because I am so open and blunt about it a lot of people are a bit taken back by it and I'm still that way but I kind of pick and choose who you should when to drop the bombshells yeah because <laughs> like the first time I still remember the first time that we sort of started talking I was like wow this this chick has balls like to just <laughs> openly talk about things like you know uh, that openly because um at the time I was like in a very committed relationship and I was like I wasn't really open about my so, sort of like sex life and things like that but you kind of brought me out of my shell I would say <laughs> <laughs> like just talking about certain things and I was like oh like like you know it's okay to talk about these certain things like with certain people as you would say and um yeah I, I, I mean hats off to you about that one <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten myself into trouble with it um, and I think it's really important to remember that not everyone is comfortable with it and I've got to respect other people's boundaries and just because they don't want to talk about it doesn't mean like, you know, they value it less. They just might not be at a place where they can talk about it or just might not want to at all. Were there any situations ever where you felt like unsafe in a date? Um, they weren't really dates. They were more hookups where I didn't feel quite safe. Okay. Um, since like dating properly as an adult, I've been a lot safer about it and a lot more cautious. But when I was younger, you know, just going out, chatting to someone online for a bit and then yeah, going out in the middle of the night and hooking up kind of thing, not the safest way to go about it. And there was a lot of times where I had those gut feelings where I was just like, nah, this isn't a good idea. I don't know why I'm doing this. 
And would you, like, are there any tips or tricks that you would educate your younger self if you could? Like, what would you sort of like, what have you learned from the situation of putting yourself like in more safer situations, I would say, like? Trust your gut. Um, If it feels like it's not the right thing to do, don't do it. If your brain is going through all of the bad things that could happen, don't do it. Um, And be confident enough to say no and confident enough to, like, you know, ask for what you want, not just please other people. That's something I struggled with a lot. I I am a people pleaser Mm -mm. and I struggle to say no, but it's okay to to say no, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, I've been getting a lot better at it. And there are so many people in my DMs who are like, oh, my God, let, let's hook up, let's hook up. And I'm, like, down for it, but I just don't have the time and energy. And it's just like, mm, I'm going to put myself first before going out and, like, doing things that I don't really want to do. Like, I have more productive things that I could do. Now talking about your art, because um, I think that's, one of the most amazing things I, I find about yourself, like your art is just very unique. Do you want to kind of say what kind of art you do? So my art explores um, my identity as a bisexual woman um, and explores how self-eroticism and sexuality and desirability can be a symbol of feminism and a gesture of empowerment for myself at least and a lot of my art is just very self-exploratory um coming to terms with who I am who my body is what I like when we first met um you you always carried this little book that like that you were drawing on and honestly like I've never seen art like that sort of like eye-opening to see what kind of art is out there but like you know just even a female body like the details you put into every single art that I saw is just amazing the colors the shape the curves like you make it look so much better like looking at myself like I sometimes I'm like oh a bit a bit a bit more chubby down here a bit more chubby down there like I don't want to show myself but then seeing your art I'm like no this is actually sexy this is like you know it's 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 definitely eye-opening for me and has that has that always been the case has it like have there been insecurities around it um so I'm definitely insecure with my body like I think most people are um but since yeah painting those curves and lumps and bumps and all of that it's made me see them as beautiful and like something to be proud of and something that's like an interesting point of me like I'm not an airbrushed Barbie doll I'm a real person who has marks and cellulite and you know my skin folds and honestly those things are way more interesting to paint than just like you know a flat stomach and it's it's like I've grown to really love myself and like when you know if a new stretch mark pops up or something you know, I fall, I bend in a certain way and I'm just like, oh my God, that's like, I want to paint that so bad. And that's amazing to me, honestly. Let's also jump into the fact that you um, do nude modeling. Yes. That, did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Um, life modeling. Your life modeling. 
How did you get into that? Um, well, I first started getting into life modeling um, in year 11 at high school. We had a life model come in for a drawing class and I saw I saw the money that um, was going into it and I was just kind of went, oh, that looks like good money. Like, you know, I'd love to do that. I could sit naked for a few hours and get paid a few hundred bucks. The things kept up popping up. I was talking about it a bit and I just happened to be walking down Brunswick Street in Fitzroy and the part, my partner at the time saw um, a flyer posted on the sidewalk and it said life models wanted and he was just like oh that's what you want to do and I'm just like yeah and he's just like go on call the number um and that's kind of what got start me started um so I've been doing it since July 2019 been a lot of fake it till you make it I still you know if I go out I'll um if I go to a class I'll be like oh my body's changed or like oh, I'm bloated today it looks really it's gonna look really bad but honestly they're not there to judge they're there to draw um the people like the artists that I've encountered have all been so lovely and the way I think of it is like you know I'm a unique body type I'm not like other bodies and no one else is either but like you know it's something different to draw it's something fun and I'm not being looked at as a naked person so much as like, you know, a bunch of shapes and forms put together. And that kind of helps take yourself out of the situation. Yeah. I just want to say like, that's an amazing thing to do. But can I just ask like, you know, standing or sitting in one place for long periods of time, do you ever just go like, okay, I had enough? <laughs> oh, all the time. I'll, um, sometimes when I'm not feeling great, I'll go into this anxious state and I'll be like, I'm stuck here forever. I can't move. I don't know what time. And like, I can feel my heart starting to race. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because I just want to like, I have this like intense urge to like just jump or move or twitch. Um, which in the industry, like it's always the model comes first. So if they are, we are feeling like, you know, uncomfortable whether that be physically or emotionally if you call a pose and say look I'm done with this one for now no one's gonna judge you for that maybe if you do every single pose they might be like well this model's a bit shit but (laughs) (laughs) but like at least they put you first and they they want to make sure that you're comfortable yeah and like the people it's not like I'm modeling for a random person like off the street who's gonna go get off to it later it's um artists people who want to be there people who have that creative drive and like you know that mindset of this is an artistic pursuit not a sexual pursuit all right um this one is a bit interesting now how did you stumble into the world of sugar babies um it's a little bit like you know depressing but uh, it started off when I was a teenager and boys taking advantage of me and like trying to get things out of me and me not being able to say no Mm -hmm. I kind of like say no to begin with and then they start offering me things like if you like you know money to buy this or this and I kind of basically like just got the benefit out of a bad situation and okay where are you meeting these people because I need some of those (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
they're not necessarily the nicest people, but um, there's lots out there. Now, being a sugar baby, would you recommend the lifestyle like so far that you have had being in in that environment? Would you recommend that for anyone? And how would you like how would you advise on how to pursue it? I don't think it's for everyone, definitely. Um, something that's really important is communication and having really clear set boundaries on what you are comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with, what you expect, what the other person expects. And if they don't align, just call it like no compromising um, beyond like, you know, for things that are strict boundaries, no matter how much you think you're going to get out of it. If someone's saying, I know you said you definitely don't want to do this, but I do, I'll give you however much more stuff. It's not worth it. That's true. And I feel like you have to sort of put your mindset in a certain kind of way because I feel like if I stepped into that world, I would be such a people pleaser that I would, like, you know, if they say, oh, but I really want to do this, I'll be like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't even need anything else. Okay, fine, let's just do it. But I have seen, like, the way you sort of handle situations and talk to people, you're you're very comfortable in saying no and like sort of demanding what you want. It's taken a lot of learning and a lot of trial and a shit ton of error to get to that. <laughs> lots of years, lots of therapy, um, a lot of traumatic experiences have gotten me to this point. Okay. Um, and a lot of like conscious decision making and going, no, I actually... I'm not happy with how that situation was and I should have, not that it was my fault, but like I should have done more to protect myself. So that's a good advice for anyone who's planning on entering that world. It's not as easy as people talk about it. There's a lot of things that come with it, I believe. Well, it's a job. It's um, like you've got to work a certain amount of hours, put in a certain amount of effort, you know, do certain things that you're required of. It's not just, you know, a free ride. And it might be a job that you enjoy, but it's work's work. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to put in the hours that you don't want to put in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's jump into dates. So let's start with the best date. <laughs> My best date. Um honestly, I think it was with um my partner that I was with when oh no, I had just broken up with when we were working together. Okay. Um, that first date was really nice. He took me out to Brunswick Street and Fitzroy, which was kind of the first time I'd ever been there. Um, took me to all these galleries, you know, we were just walking around. I did get really hangry and was like nasty um, <laughs> on, when I hadn't had food and I was wearing heels so my feet were sore. Um, but like a really memorable moment was towards the end of the day we were in a gallery and I was super tired and I just kind of like leaned my head against him and he wrapped his arm around me and it was just like a really sweet moment looking at the art it was just nice that he like listened to me and took me to somewhere that I would love and somewhere that I hadn't been before and he did lots of research and it was just made me feel like really heard and loved that sounds amazing it seems like he took you on a really nice date he was lovely let's jump into the worst date and 
why? Uh, um, it was probably so when I first started dating, one of the first ones I went on after breaking up with my partner, I wasn't so much dating, but like looking for like friends with benefits kind of thing, like open relationship, casual, but like still, you know, go out, have a conversation, do things. And I met this guy, he was from the other side of the city, which was inconvenient. Um, and that had already kind of put me off, but he, we were talking the night before and we were going to get coffee. And I was like, oh, actually, I feel like bagels. I know this really good bagel place. Let's get brunch. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And we got into the city, met up. It was all good. And we got to the bagel place, which, mind you, I did get a little bit lost. So that was a problem. Um, <laughs> okay. But then, like, we sit down and I go to order and he's just like, I'm not ordering food. I already ate. And I was a bit like. Oh, like I did, you did agree to brunch, but okay. And I'm just like, well, I'm really hungry, so I want to eat. And it's so awkward eating in front of people who are not eating with you. If you're like, especially if you go into a restaurant or something. Yeah, I cannot imagine that. And I was just like, just having a water or something. Yeah, you just had a coffee and I'm just like, fuck you, I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't eaten yet and I was very excited for bagels. So I ordered and then he was like, oh, I'll get something too. And he was looking at the menu and it was like a delicious, like artisanal, like, you know, fresh, handmade, very like Melbourne, Melbourneian, like alley food, kind of that little dive restaurant that's down an alley. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, mm, I don't like any of this. I think I'll just get a sandwich with chicken. The lady was like, so you just want like the bread and the chicken? And he was just like, yeah and she was like oh the chicken's boiled and he's just like yep weird anyway he ended up getting a plain boiled fillet of chicken in two pieces of bread and then can proceeded to complain that it was dry and tasteless yeah that that's what you asked for and I was a bit like dude like they had this homemade chutney that was meant to be on that and like all of this delicious stuff like that's what's going to add the flavour and make it not so dry. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but then, yeah, later it just went downhill. He was trying to hold my hand. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's all right. And then he would let go and then he grabbed it again. And then he was like, oh, can I kiss you? And I was like, oh, I'm all right for now, thanks. And, like, you know, politely, you know, just saying no, standing my ground. I wasn't, didn't want to do that. So, yeah. And then... Later, we we went in for a hug, but he went in for a kiss. And I'm like, I already said no. Can you just, like, respect that, dude? Seriously. Oh, that sounds awful. It was just awkward. And I was like, oh, don't like this. <laughs> so that was the worst date. and just, I think it was just the boiled chicken and the bread and then complaining about it. <laughs> like, dude, what do you expect? <laughs> All right. Um, how about your turn-ons? Let's let's do three turn turn-ons, which could be physical attraction, whatever. Um, as soon as you meet someone on a date, what are the three turn-ons that you have? I'm 
really into like that creative artsy type um like a little bit femme androgynous kind of vibes either for men or women um people who i can have a laugh with are really good and like just like a conversation and feel comfortable with them mm-hmm. a big turn on and i think like kissing my neck as well that that would have to get me going like as soon as you start kissing my neck i'm like oh yeah i'm yours <laughs> um all right how about your ex three immediate ex that just go like nah this is over um <laughs> i was talking to this guy once and i was telling him like i was into femdom stuff and he was like oh yeah yeah that sounds good i want you to dominate me blah 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 and i was just like yeah yeah this is good this is good and then he goes but don't go near my butt i was like what and he's just like i'm not gay don't touch my butthole and i was just like all right this is done <laughs> immediately turned off um so that kind of like mindset of i guess like toxic masculinity of like you know my butthole's a gay area and homophobia and that kind of misogyny stuff is a really big turn off mm-hmm. um for someone who's comfortable with exploring their sexuality yeah definitely i really enjoy that okay um people who walk slow i just if you're going to walk slow like you know if we're going out you got to walk at a reasonable pace but on that punctuality like is a big turn on so i i hate when people are late especially partners it's just one of like the biggest pet peeves and it just like makes me so angry that's fair yeah all right we got one more ick for you one more ick um i'm going to think of something physical i think like just that esha look is such an ick <laughs> that like bum bag you know I don't even know how to describe it but like eshes. Okay. I think people can get away with a bum bag but 99% it just is like no what are you doing? I can understand having them for a practical purpose. But for fashion it's just like nah not a great look. But if that makes you happy, warning sign to stay away from them though. Red flag. Yeah. You're like oh, well I'm just going to avoid that at all costs. That's fair. All right, let's um okay, the last question is now what is your advice to someone who has not been on dates or is very new to dating? What is your advice to them? If you don't feel the spark, don't push it. And by spark like it doesn't have to be this oh my god, I'm in love with you, like I'm going to marry you kind of thing, but like, you know, if you just are like having to push the conversation, having to like make effort with everything then it's probably not going to work out so it's not worth even bothering fair enough that is some good advice right just you know you should just be able to flow and it be reasonably easy do you recommend the apps for someone who is brand new to dating some of them um i'd probably avoid tinder okay <laughs> but yeah some of the other ones like binge and um no bumble and hinge sorry but um those ones i think are 
more for place to start there's a lot more about people and it's a bit less um like instant gratification on there almost especially with hinge um but i think they're like a perfectly fine place to start off with it's hard to meet people naturally and in public because like you know covid we're all slightly agoraphobic now um and social anxiety but also it's like risky in a way to like you know go up to someone and start hitting on them because it's just like are they just here wanting to have fun with their friends like you know am I overstepping um whereas on those sites you know completely that you're like that's what they're there for I would honestly be scared because um what I used to do is um when whenever I used to go on a date with a guy from an app I would screenshot their profile and I'll send it to my friends and like you know as you know I had I had put my location on for a few people yeah <laughs> because um I was one of those people who was being reckless and just going on random dates and just driving into the middle of nowhere yeah well I mean not completely reckless <laughs> I, well, I'm pretty pretty much up there I would say yeah I mean, there were there were two definitely two very close calls where if the guy wasn't good, I could have been murdered and um, I would have like you know been hidden somewhere in um, is it the sky high? <laughs> yeah, because I went there at like eleven or midnight, and um, I don't know what I was thinking, but like you know, like you definitely learn from the, those mistakes. Yeah, otherwise, like you know, I could have been in a murder documentary. That would have been pretty cool. It would have definitely been cool. Would it have been fun for you, though? Probably not. Oh, I would have gotten on Netflix, for sure. Yeah, I mean... but you been dead. You know that, right? Oh, me? I thought we were talking about you being dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, if I was if I was to be dead, yeah, you could have been famous for being, for explaining the story. Yeah, I could have been like, <laughs> oh, my God, she just lit up a room whenever she walked in. No one has said a bad word about her in her life. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today. Now, did you want to give your socials out? Did you want people to find you anywhere? If you do, you can you can give up your socials now. Or um, So you can find me probably the best place is Instagram. It's at Trash Art Student. Um, my life modelling one is at Tamara Life Model. And from there, you know, you can click in the links and all the other things. I've got a website and that's linked in my profile. Um, but Instagram's where I'm most centred. You just go into her account. She has the most amazing art and open yourself up to a whole new world, I would say. Oh, thank you. And do you have any um, upcoming, um, is it galleries, art shows coming up or...? No, not at this point in time. I've been focusing um, a lot of my energy into disability support work, um, but as well as I'm starting to make and sell earrings. So very, very different than myself and then sell them to sell in the shop and I can design them with the clients. Like they can pick the colours, the shapes, make it at home, then bring it in for them to assemble 
and we go from there because the idea is that like the clients are part of the process of making and what they sell in the shop is made by them yeah so that's kind of where it started and I've just rolled with it and and they look gorgeous so if um I think they're on your Instagram as well isn't it yeah I'll start posting them and putting them up for sale so if anybody wants some earrings this is your girl <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right Tamara thank you so much for joining us today and it has been a pleasure talking to you and I'm thank you so much Rini all right see you bye see ya